Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And thanks to the help you get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. We'll get you through it. Even the cold weather we've been having. Dan Burns, good morning. Good to see you again. Well, Well, good morning. It's good to be here. And it's a little warmer than it was last week. A little warmer than it was last night. I was out at one of my granddaughter's hockey games, and uh, last night it was cold and the wind was still blowing pretty wind, hard. Yeah, that's yeah. what gets you. Right. For sure. But it, no, it's pretty nice this morning. But it's uh, it's about 35 degrees warmer now than it was last Saturday at this time. Well, I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> uh, what I would imagine you've seen some uh, troubled vehicles uh, given this cold weather at Lloyd's. Yeah, you know, although it was not uh, probably a long enough uh, True. cold spell, it was it was kind of short-lived, so some people didn't, maybe didn't even try to start their cars. Um, but, you know, this actually, just, just like you are talking about bringing your car in for, uh, for some work, mm-hmm. uh, this is a great time if you've been putting off maintenance or or work on your car. This is actually a great time to bring it in. Your your shops are kind of between seasons, and uh, you know people aren't thinking about the cold weather anymore, and they're not quite ready to start thinking about good point. S- spring travel and and uh, and all that that brings. Uh, spring break, yep. uh, getting cars tuned up for spring break to drive to Florida or whatever, and uh, so this is actually a pretty good time. Uh, if you're looking for work to to get a car in and and uh, get it scheduled when we're not so busy, yeah, you don't have to wait in line. You won't have well, to wait in line. Yeah, it's a good time to bring it. Now, I I'm been recently parking my vehicle outside, which I don't usually do. Yeah, and it seems. I mean, wait, I know. Wait, wait, wait. Who pays the rent at your house? <laughs> that's that's true. But I uh, I was reminded that uh, who owns the oldest car? Oh, okay. Anyway, oh, boy. my my question is, uh, of course, like me, if I'm outside and it's cold, I get I don't move as fast. Right. And this car felt kind of stiff. Oh, it even does. Even though I warmed it up, yeah, it seemed like it took a while. You know, if you want to feel that, come over on one of these twenty. Uh, below zero mornings when a car has been sitting out on the, my driveway and we have to push it in. And uh, it is really hard to push. It takes the whole crew to push a small car. Well, everything, all the grease and all the, everything is just everything, solidified. Everything <laughs> is stiff and the, even the tires are hard. You know, nothing. True. Yeah, everything is uh, is just cold and stiff and all of the greases and oils and all that are stiff. And so... That's a that's a really significant reason why, uh, in this season, uh, or a part of the reason that in this season we get such poor gas mileage, because it's really it takes a lot of energy to move the car at all. And I remember before we open up the phone lines. By the way, if you have a car care question, call it in or text it in same number six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That uh, if if you're going not too far and it's really cold. 
and your car doesn't have a chance to warm up, that's not too good for it. That's not it? too good for it. That's so true. what Tony and I did, because we went to the gym the other day, I said, let's drive around a while. Yeah, take the long route. <laughs> we did exactly that until it got up to operating temperature. That, that does help. I mean, it, you're using gas, but it does help. Right, and, and uh, it's good for the vehicle to, to get more. You know, one of the things that you don't think of is, uh, so you start the car and run it for just a few minutes and, and, or you know, just a very short drive and park it, and the exhaust doesn't even get hot enough to evaporate the water out yeah. of it. And so that's hard on that, too. So it's, it's, uh, it's, cars are meant to be run at operating temperature and other than that running them too hot and running them too cold is hard on them <laughs> i also remember you said if you don't have to go anywhere and it's going to moderate the temperature uh especially in my case it was in the sunshine right more i kind of let it get above zero a little warmer a little warmer and that uh yeah. that seemed to help start it well that actually and that's another point when it's cold like that and if you go out to your car and it doesn't start right away stop and just leave it I mean, if you don't need it, I mean, if you yeah. have to, if you have to get it towed in and get it going that that particular day, go ahead and do that. But uh, to sit out there and crank on and crank on and crank on it, uh, if you just stop, leave it, wait for the weather to warm up by ten or twenty degrees, and it'll start right up. Yeah, and it'll be fine. So, but if you uh, if you get it super flooded, uh, these cars nowadays get flooded pretty quickly. Do they really? And they actually get flooded to the point where the the uh, oil washes away from the cylinder walls and they lose compression. So, wow. uh, and then they won't start. You know, once, once you have no compression, that's a key ingredient for getting it started. So then there's no way to get it going. We have texts already. And if you want to call in or text in your car care question for Dan, by all means, same number, 651-989-9226. Let's grab some texts before we take a break. A quick one. By the way, Dan will be here only till 745. So don't wait. If you have any kind of a car care question, you don't have to be a motorhead or gearhead to uh, ask a question. We do get a lot of uh, do-it-yourselfers on, we do. on the show. Yeah, that, and uh, I encourage and good, that. Good for yeah. that. Do, do what yeah. you can or do what yeah. you want. But you don't it? have to be. Yeah, right. right. Well, if, but if it's your hobby, that's Abs, great. It's good fun. for you. It's fun. All right. Here's a 13 Fusion, 132,000 miles. Took it in to have transmission fluid checked. They said fluid was very dark and it would do more harm than good to flush it. Is that true? And what exactly does dark fluid mean? <laughs> well, dark fluid would mean that uh, you know, one of two things. Either it's just that dirty and it's been a, a really long time since it's been changed, or uh, it's starting to slip a little bit and maybe it has some clutch material or, or metallic material in the fluid. And I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't make that judgment without actually seeing the fluid. If it has metal in it and so forth, uh, that's a significant warning sign, and but I don't I don't know if it would do any harm uh, to change it. I guess I would not necessarily be afraid to change it. Maybe uh, if it's really bad, one of the things that you want to do is is uh, change the filter also. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I I don't really think it's going to hurt anything. But uh, I'd have to see the fluid to actually see what what the problem with it is. Yeah. Yourself, we have yeah. You have to do a little, you know, analysis. Sure, makes sense. Right. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Here's the text. Speaking of cold weather, a texter says, "I'm sending a vehicle up to Fargo next winter with my child attending NDSU. It will sit outside all winter in that cold environment. What precautions should I take ahead of time to ensure it will start every day for him?" 
battery, spark plugs, and an oil change. <laughs> and would a would a uh, if if able to a little trickle charger on? That? Well, yeah, but I'm sure up at college you're not going to yeah. be able to. Where are you going to find run, a plug? Yeah, you're not right? going to run a cord to plug. I mean, yeah. Although maybe they have them up there. Maybe it's, they you know, do. Maybe it's cold enough that they do. But that would be a great idea if you can, if you can, uh, you know. Although block heaters back in the day were a good idea, but do they even make those? Well, anymore? they do, but it, they're almost impossible to install. Oh. So. But uh, cars start good. I mean, that's uh, we True. don't have on a cold morning. We don't have service calls like we used to uh, on cold mornings. So, but if you have a, a good, strong, uh, you know, best battery you can buy, uh, freshly tuned up, and and new spark plugs, and if you have a, a good oil change and stay current on your oil change, and put the you know the winter weight oil in the thinnest oil that you can that's safe for your vehicle. Uh, those three, those are the main culprits for why yeah. a vehicle won't start. Makes sense. All right, folks on the line, hang on. We're going to take a real fast break here, and we'll grab more uh, text as well as phone calls. 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to our Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive, located exactly where? Exactly at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call this morning. Uh, Big Nick will be there, 651-228-1316. He knows a lot of stuff too, that guy. He does. You know, all of he by far does the most volume of, of service writing at, at Lloyd's, and so he sees all of these problems come across his desk and uh he I, could probably uh, diagnose as well, well as a I, lot of guys. I, I actually go to him for like uh, for like where would you look first uh, if you had this going on and and uh, he's got pretty good ideas he does yes he does so get over there get over there yeah all right we'll we'll get you dan's number that number uh, before dan leaves us today if you have any kind of a car problem or vehicle car truck van call it in or text it in Let's go to the phones. Edie is calling from uh, Minneapolis, I believe. Edie, thanks for waiting. What's your question? Yeah, good morning, Dan and Danny. Um, I bought a, a 2017 RAV4, and they told me that I have to use synthetic oil, and they said that it was like every 10,000 miles, and I just want your opinion on that, Dan. Yes, you do have to use synthetic oil and uh, 10,000 miles at the most, Uh my recommendation is always do whatever the manufacturer uh, recommends. Uh, my personal opinion is I also drive a Toyota, and I do not go 10,000 miles on my oil change. I go more like 5,000. Yeah. So uh, if, you're, if that feels good to you, don't be afraid to shorten up that interval. But you absolutely have to use synthetic oil. And by the way, eat a good choice on vehicles. Yeah, a good choice yeah, on vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, that uh, depending when I guess uh, the synthetic oil. I don't know when they started using zero twenty, but that seems to be kind of the rule of thumb for a lot of uh, vehicles these days. Most yes, and and I can't think of a new car now that does not take synthetic oil. Oh so yeah, I think they all take synthetic oil now. All right, let's go back to the thanks CD. Let's go back to uh, the text messages. Here's one that says, I have an 07 Ford Escape, and the heater doesn't seem to get really warm even after warming up. What could be the reason that it doesn't heat up to a toasty temperature? Well, it will now. The reason <laughs> is it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> the reason is it's cold outside. Uh, 
but that your car should be capable of dealing with the fact that it's cold outside. And so uh, the solution will be that uh, you'll need to take it in and have a new thermostat installed, uh, more than likely. They'll put a new thermostat in and it'll, it'll, it'll get it up to operating temperature and it'll get it up to operating temperature quicker which is good for the car. So uh, do take it in and have that done because uh, that's just good for the car. It should be at operating temperature and good for you. It'll keep your toes warm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little incomplete this text step. It says, hi, Dan, our son's old Yukon had a hard time starting this week with some, I, I think it must mean to have is a little gas in it. Do you recommend using heat and what is uh, is gasoline freeze. <laughs> no gasoline freeze. I've never in my life, uh, and I've been doing this a long time, never seen gasoline freeze. Even back in the days when we used to put alcohol in the gas all the time, any time during the winter when it was cold, the car always came in and it was flooded. It so this could be other issues. Too much then, gas. Then. Well, and then, uh, so I've never seen it. Yeah. And secondly, nowadays, all of the gas has alcohol in it already. So, uh, and that's what heat is, is an alcohol that would, will absorb any moisture that's in the gas tank, which is a good idea. It's a good idea to absorb the moisture uh, out of your gas tank. So I'm not saying that, that heat or, or, or alcohol is not a good idea because it is. It keeps the, all the moisture out, which can cause problems in your gas tank mm-hmm. and in your fuel system. Um, but the, the, uh, the oil companies are taking care of that for us. Uh, because it the gas already has the alcohol in it, so that's all handled. So if he had trouble starting it, it was probably one of those ingredients I talked about at the beginning of the show. You need a good strong battery, you need a fresh oil change, and you need you need new spark plugs and good secondary ignition. And if you have all of that, uh, it'll it'll start. I haven't read you know maintenance wise uh, as far as uh, manufacturers. How often are spark plugs changed these days? Well. It's- Pretty common. They go 100,000 miles. Wow. And uh, one of my arguments that, that you have to be a little bit careful of, unless you drive an average amount, <clears throat> it takes way too long to get to 100,000 miles, and those spark plugs are in the car too long. I mean, if you leave them stuck in the cylinder head for 10 years or more, <laughs> uh, that can get to be a problem with getting them out. So uh, be a little bit aware of that. But, uh, no, it's pretty common that, that spark plugs, and it's because of the metals that they're made out of, you know, the, a, a spark is actually a, an electrical uh, happening where the, where the electricity jumps from one side of the spark plug to the, from the center point of the spark plug to the little tab. And in doing so, it's just like, uh, like almost like a welder, uh, that spark causes the metal to burn away. Mm. And as that metal burns away, the gap gets way too wide. And then the car has trouble starting. Well, now with these new metals that they use, the that doesn't happen. It doesn't burn away anymore. And so the gap stays uh, consistent uh, through the life of the car. Interesting. Never that's, heard that that's why they last, before. Yeah, that's why they last 100,000 miles now. Wow. All right. Now this you'd probably like to have in your shop to check it out yourself. Because sometimes a little text message doesn't give you a whole lot of information. The truck, texter says, truck makes a loud whining sound at 50 to 60 miles an hour. If I let off the gas, it stops. Hmm. Yeah, uh, well, that kind of sounds like a pump of some sort. I'm wondering, mm. like the, the pump in the transmission or something like that. But, but uh, yeah, 
you answered the question for me, Denny. I, that's one you kind of got to hear. Yeah. Like, uh, where's the wine coming from and what is it? Would and, you take it out for a drive? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, that is, uh, if you bring your car in to Lloyd's for an oil change, we take it for a drive. Well, you do. We do. So it's just one of the things that we do that, that uh, you know, it needs to go down the bumpy alley and listen for rattles and so forth. So that's just part of part of the service that we do. Interesting. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, right. I don't with yours because you know enough about it. <laughs> You're so sensitive about your car. You complain about everything. Oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's just me. Kind of crazy. Right. Yeah, but, uh, right. Yeah, in fact, you're going to be uh, taking a little uh, look at uh, my vehicle. I will. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll talk about that later. In the meantime, uh, let's invite our listeners. I know we have callers on the line and texters as well. Keep in mind, if you have any kind of a car care question, Dan will be here till just about 745. So don't wait. Call it in, text it in, and we'll help you out. 651-989-9226 is uh, the phone number and the text number for that matter. So folks on the line, as I said, hang on, and texters as well. Welcome back to our car care show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. And Dan, as usual, we have callers, we have texters. So let's uh, put you back to work here. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Rick is calling, I believe, from Forest Lake. Hi, Rick. What's your question? Good morning. So I don't have a question, but I have an experience that happened to me just the other day. I drove over to Wisconsin to visit some friends, and my uh, truck, uh, 20... 15 Colorado sat out overnight and it got really cold Thursday night. It was like 18, 20 below. Anyway, when I drove home on Friday, uh, the truck barely started, but it did start. I started back <laughs> and the driving and then all of a sudden, uh, I, well, listen to the radio and, and, uh, nothing, no audio in the truck, nothing. I couldn't get anything to work. I mean, I couldn't even hear the blinkers and, I'm, and my cell phone, which is connected via Bluetooth, I couldn't get that to work. Uh, and, and so I thought, wow, what's going on? Anyway, I drove back. To, I thought the truck was working fine. Otherwise, at least I thought so. The lights, I assumed it was in daylight, so I guess I didn't need the lights. But I drove to the, the dealership in Forest Lake, <laughs> drove into the bay, turned the car off, told the guy about it. He said, well, give me the keys. Started it. <laughs> and everything worked. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, wow, what is going on? I mean, this is like the Twilight Zone. And so I don't know if it was, that was like a reboot. Uh, but then everything was fine. Everything was fine. I thought, well, maybe something, you know, froze or fused or broke or something like that. I thought, well, I better get it fixed. I don't want to drive around and complete silence and not have anything worked. Yeah. I, Dan, I, I think Rick had a close encounter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's actually a pretty common story. Is it really? Yeah, we, we hear that quite a bit. And when it's 20 below, I say all, you know, you just have no idea. that it, It's really asking a lot of our cars. And uh, that's a really common story of where I was having some sort of trouble you know, like sometimes a transmission won't shift or something like that, they'll say. And I, I pulled over, turned the car off, you know, waited a minute and started the car again. And uh, everything worked just fine. And and I think he used the right word. It's a reboot. And I think that's that's what happens is you turn the car off, you power all the modules down, 
when you start the vehicle again, it it uh, goes through a self-test just like your computer or your phone when you turn it back on. And uh, and the car, you know, it fixes itself in that process. So uh, good. I bet you'll never experience in that again. I, I bet it's just fine. Until it turns 20 well, below. And even then, you, you never know. No, I mean, it's, it's it might have just been a coincidence, but probably not. Probably it, the cold had something to do with it. Interesting story. Thank you, yeah. Rick. Uh, we still have time, 651-989-9226. That's the, uh, the number for a phone call or a text, whatever you choose. Here's a text, speaking of which, uh, 2011 Toyota Corolla that has the original battery. How long should I expect the battery life to last? Yeah, you're pushing it. You're, you're gambling there. <laughs> I think that you've done just fine with it. You can certainly take it in and have the battery tested, but if you have the, the original battery in there and it's nine years old, you're due for a new battery. So, What's the longest uh, t- time you've heard oh, of a battery last? Yeah, a long time. I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've heard uh, 15 years or more. No kidding. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But, you know, and, that's the and, exception. That's well, you're, it's yeah, it's the exception, not the rule, and it must be under just perfect conditions uh, where that'll happen. But, but uh, uh, no batteries. Ba- the, you know, the the metals in the battery actually deteriorate, and that's part of the design. And as they deteriorate, then they lose their power. And so, uh, you're doing well to have gotten nine years out of it. I would not push my luck. Like vehicles, are they making batteries better these days? They are. They are. Yes, yes. Well, just think of the batteries that you buy for you know all of the different gadgets that you have at home, and and they're remarkable. Uh, well, in your cell phone battery, I mean, the fact that that lasts yeah. all day and or a couple of days, even if you don't use it too much. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, batteries are incredible, and that's actually I think one of the things that's going to change the world. The the technology with batteries is going to make electric cars work uh, better and get longer distance and not need to be charged as long, as as often, and they'll make them smaller and lighter weight. And, uh, yeah, battery technology in this world is going to be a big deal. Do you uh, and your folks there at Lloyd's, the master mechanics, do you all have to learn about electric cars too, I presume, these days? We do, although they're, they're uh, not... You know, it's it's kind of been an evolution. We've had had uh, hybrid cars around for a long time. Right. You know, gas and electric together, and uh, the electric cars are not significantly different than that. And everybody says, "Well, I get an electric car, I won't need any maintenance," and that's just not true. <laughs> uh, every car has moving parts, and every moving part wears out. So that's. Uh, don't don't fool yourself and think an electric car will mean that you that you never have any maintenance anymore because you will, you know it still needs tires, it still needs brakes, it still has wheel bearings, and it still has steering and suspension. What about lubrication of the various sorts in an electric car? Uh, lubrication of the well, the electric motor uh, does have a service that okay. gets done on it from time to time. It's a, a you know a very. But there's long, no oil changes per se, long, but what about like the steering and the wheels, the wheel bearings? The, the, and all well, that? that's and actually on most cars nowadays, steering and all of that is all electric. Also, the, ah. uh, most steering racks anymore are not hydraulic. Most of them have, are becoming electric nowadays, and that's all good thing. You know, that's all good stuff uh, to eliminate all, all these fluids, um, but. But there's still they still there's still lots of service to be done. All right, another text says this: uh, My 2012 Buick LaCrosse. The trunk will open at times when I do not activate the opener. No clutter in the cubby that would hit the button. But at the time I come to the garage, 
or parking lot, the trunk is open. <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, that has a soft touch switch. In other words, if you go to open the door, you just barely touch this rubber pad on the back of the door, and over time, that rubber gets deteriorated and stiff, and uh, I think what's happened is that that rubber is probably causing the switch not to separate, not the terminals in the switch not to separate enough, and uh, under different temperatures uh, system or uh, under different temperatures, it can it uh, can actually contract and cause that switch to open the door. So huh. the answer is, I think that that switch on the exterior of the door will need to be replaced. We we do that quite frequently, actually. Dexter says, what is the best battery my money will buy, can buy? <laughs> you know, I... I There's I, a few out there. There are. And, and I, without naming a brand, I think with batteries, you pretty much get what you pay for. And there's only, you know, three, two or three or four battery manufacturers anyways. There's lots of brands, but they're all made by the same, you know, battery companies to the manufacturer's spec. So uh, I think with batteries, you pretty much get what you pay for. Buy a good brand or a good brand name, and I think you'll be fine. We have about a minute, Dan. Maybe we can feel this in a minute. Uh, Acura MDX 3.7 liter engine rebuilt under an oil consumption recall with new pistons and rings, but refused to put the new plugs in at 100,000 miles. Also, they dropped the oil pan, but did not put a new oil filter uh, on either. Was this uh, corner cutting by uh, the Acura dealer, what would you have done in that case? <laughs> well, I certainly would have done all of that. Sure. But, uh, you know, the, the the recall, the manufacturer only allows for certain things to be done, and they'll do only what the uh, manufacturer is paying them for. That's fair. And uh, so, but I, I, if it was my car, I would have done. All. I would have paid the extra and had it done. I know you guys are open today till noon. How yeah. do we get in touch with you, uh, well, Lloyd? Give us a call. We're at 651-228-1316 or come on over, 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You sure can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S. I'll see you this week, and we'll see you one week from today right here. Sounds good. All right. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.